Well, this is a, a headline kind of falling under the radar. Came in on Friday, but it's got big implications for our country. A recent uh, public safety report on terror and extremist threats to Canada identified Sikh extremism as one of a few concerns that CSIS is keeping an eye on. And the statement apparently outraged some senior Sikh community leaders who threatened political parties would be banned from attending upcoming events. In particular, they said this to Mr. Trudeau. But the report itself was only referring to those who plotted and celebrated the Air India bombing. This was not like an open condemnation to all Sikhs. And rather than explain that, the Trudeau government simply removed and watered down a direct reference to Sikh extremism to those who support violent means to establish an independent state with India. So here we have a prime minister taking an intelligence report from CSIS that finally recognizes Sikh extremism of a few. And because an election so important and being invited to parades is so important, he had that report watered down and whitewashed. And the decision did not go unnoticed. India, it, India already is offended by everything Trudeau. And they called this, you know, what it is. It's a knee-jerk reaction to protect liberal interests in the election. Ujjal Dosanjh is a former Liberal MP, Cabinet Minister, and he's been speaking out against Sikh extremism since the 80s, and he joins me now. Nice to have you um, with us tonight. You know, you've spoken out about this um, decision that came out Friday. Is what the Prime Minister did dangerous in your view, and why? Well, from my perspective, um, it is pandering, and it's really bad pandering because it undermines the... uh, uh, Canadian intelligence agencies that have worked hard to put together all these reports all these years. Um, I was actually shocked that they never referred to this threat ever before. This was the first time they referred to it. Uh, finally, they woke up to it, and now they're being muzzled, in a sense, by uh, the politicians who have no business actually interfering in the way the intelligence is gathered and uh, put together and reported to the public. Because if you start injecting politics into intelligence, uh, there would be a huge mess in terms of the priorities around the uh, intelligence gathering, uh, recognizing the threats, and actually making those threats known. You have been speaking out against this since the 80s, and I'm interested in the comment you just said, that the, the intelligence community in Canada had just finally kind of put this um, on the radar. What's taken so long uh, to put this particular issue on the radar? Well, you know, the RCMP um, have been pursuing uh, the Air Canada investigation. It is still alive. So in the Air sense, India bombing. They, yeah. this, the, 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 the Air India bombing. Mm. And, um, and uh, so they've always known that that threat, that threat was there um, and the threat exists because from time to time, Canadians, particularly in the 80s and 90s, have been going to Pakistan. And, you know, they certainly don't go to Pakistan to get training in democracy or how democracy works. I mean, Pakistan is a terror factory uh, uh, for radical Islamists. And therefore, Canadian Sikhs that go there go for the purpose of getting training to sabotage India or Indians elsewhere in the diaspora uh, causing problems for for India, uh, you know, back back on the subcontinent, uh, and we've known that. I mean, recently a Canadian Sikh went to Pakistan, came back, and uh, 
was busy burning uh, an Indian flag on the, on Republic Day in January of this year um, in Toronto. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the ISI, the Inter-Services uh, Intelligence of Pakistan, um, is actively involved in recruiting Sikhs from all over the world, from the diaspora in particular, from UK, um, Australia, New Zealand, US, Canada, um, and and uh, to sabotage India and to destabilize it. Um, there is not a hint of Khalistan in Punjab. I was there for over five weeks in Punjab just now. Right now I'm sitting in Delhi. And uh, I can tell you that uh, Punjab is peaceful. There are elections right across the country. Uh, Punjab is going to also have the same federal elections uh, in May sometime. And, uh, and, uh, but but this, this issue of Khalistan is alive and well in places like Canada because politicians in Canada pander to the minority uh, who, who feel aggrieved because of 1984. 1984 was a long time ago. It was horrible. But the fact is, Indians, the Sikhs, Hindus, and Muslims have learned to get along once again because they need to get along once again because that's the need they have. They have to live together. Whereas in Canada, you know, you can go to the temple on the weekends and raise slogans and create problems. It doesn't affect you in terms of what the Indian government might do to you, but it doesn't also, it doesn't affect your uh, way of making a living in Canada, um, and you don't have to live with Hindus or Muslims. You can live in silos. Certainly, Mr. Um, Trudeau is not the only one that panders, uh, who panders to this. I mean, Patrick Brown has come under fire for pandering to this. Politicians pander for votes, and they get into these vote-rich, you know, celebrations across the country. But to suggest that a a leader of a country would change language to pander to a very small group instead of just simply explaining to them that this was not a widespread condemnation uh, is deeply troubling, given what we've already seen in the last um, few months with SNC and all the rest of undermining the rule of law. Well, absolutely. It, it is troubling because the initial description in the public safety report didn't say Sikh terrorism or Sikh radicalism or Sikh extremism. It said Sikh in brackets. It said Khalistani extremist mm-hmm. ideologies. And therefore, I didn't feel offended. Most Sikhs didn't get didn't feel offended. There are three, four hundred, maybe four thousand Sikhs in, in Canada that are offended, and they're the ones that are raising hue and cry. You know, silent majority is always silent. It's the, uh, it's the radicals who make all the noise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my, my worry is that the NDP and the Conservatives uh, 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 go along with Mr. Trudeau on this issue. Uh, Mr. Jagmeet Singh um, has, been meeting, has been making very uh, uh, supportive noises um, with respect to the agitators who wanted this reference removed. Um, and, uh, and Mr. Shear, although he hasn't said anything personally, but his, um, his representative, Garnet Genius, a member of parliament from uh, Alberta, has been making the same noises along with the liberal MPs and cabinet ministers of Mr. Trudeau, who started objecting to this report the day it was made public, as if they had put the report together not the intelligence agencies. They were apologizing to the public for putting this report out. But the fact is, they didn't craft that report. They weren't responsible for it. But why were they apologizing for it? It's the intelligence agencies that put the report out. And by changing the report, 
by changing the wording, by catering to a few Khalistanis in, in Canada, Mr. Trudeau has once again undermined the Canadian National Intelligence Agency, once again interfered politically in a process that should be above partisanship, above political considerations, and above the pandering of the kind that has been shown in this particular case. Mr. Modi, uh, when he met with Mr. Trudeau on that disastrous India trip uh, last year, this was one of the conversations that he had with him, which was to put him on warning that uh, he is flirting too much with this extreme. Um, and, and really, it was, I think, um, the, the beginning of the end of a, a decent re- relationship with India. Um, certainly, the reaction there must be of, of anger and, and certainly not helping, um, you know, uh, build a relationship with this ally. Well, the Chief Minister of Punjab, who actually... Um, was upset with Mr. Trudeau uh, during his trip to India, uh, has um, uh, condemned um, this change in very strong terms, calling it not only a threat to national security, but to global security. And, um, and Mr. Modi hasn't said anything, but I'm sure uh, he's cognizant of the fact that this change has been made. Um, you know, my my worry is that the, all political parties in Canada, the NDP, the Conservatives, and to a very large extent the Liberals, have been infiltrated uh, by uh, these radical elements uh, in all shapes and forms. I mean, Mr. Trudeau inherited the Khalistanis from uh, Gerard Kennedy's 2006 campaign, leadership campaign, because he was part, Mr. Trudeau was part of that campaign and was supporting Gerard Kennedy. And when he ran for leadership, uh, Mr. Trudeau ran for leadership, that uh, Khalistani radical campaign essentially folded into his leadership campaign. And now we're seeing the results that, that are dangerous for Canada. And certainly insulting. Uh, I know in B.C. there are many families of the Air India bombing, but we have many, many families who I've spoken with over the years who lost loved ones in in that terror attack, and they've never, ever, to this day, gotten the justice that they deserve. And I'm sure reading headlines like this is just, you know, more salt in, in the wound. Well, uh, you know, the, the Air India investigation um, continues, um, and obviously it's still alive. Um, and those individuals have never uh, got justice, and uh, and uh, only one person has ever been convicted of uh, that uh, that cowardly deed, um, uh, or at least participating in that cowardly deed. Um, you know, Canada owes uh, a lot to those victims. Canada owes uh, a, a better investigative process. Canada owes, in fact a better fight against extremism of all sorts. You know, Mr. Trudeau uh, must be worried about not being able to go to temples and speak at them. When was the last time Mr. Trudeau went to a church to speak at a, at a Christian church, to speak politically to them? Um, why does he need to go to the temple? Why are politicians worried about temples and mosques? Um, you know, uh, uh, Muslims and Sikhs uh, and non-Christians uh, in general um, don't live their political lives through religion. Uh, why are we trying to mix religion and politics? I always thought Canada was a wonderful secular state. Why is religion now intruding into how we put together national security public safety reports? 
power trumps security. And I think you raised some excellent questions. Thank you so much, Mr. Dosage, for uh, joining me tonight. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thank you. That was a Ujjal Dosage who I spoke with uh, this morning who is in India right now. So he's uh, seeing all the headlines that this is garnering. And they're not good headlines. But I do agree with him. Why, why are politicians forever using religion? Stop, stop mixing the two. They have no business in either. I, I don't like it, and I, I think that uh, I'd like to get away from that. Please, thank you very much.